Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. We are in the middle of September already. I cannot believe 2020 is already in September. It has been a kind of a rough year, kind of been a, you know, crazy time for everybody, not just uh, not just us here at the Upstate Performance Project, but, but for everybody. Um, and I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately, a lot of thinking about you know where where what we've done where we're headed um we are coming up on our three-year anniversary uh, and that's something that chelsea and i are extremely proud of um making it three years with our own business is huge and, and a lot of that has to do with we we have the right people behind us and um we've made some good decisions uh we've made you know some not great decisions um but but mainly the people and the support team that we have behind us, um, some of our backers and some of our um, you know uh, longtime members have really come to support us, and I think that's because we've been able to give them a quality product. And obviously, everything goes back into that. Um, and I think that's a no-brainer. Um, however, today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a couple things, just one or two things that. Big decisions before you jump into business. What should you do and what would my advice, looking back on three years, what would I have changed, if anything? Um, because I could look at what where we're at right now and, and by all accounts, um, I think Chelsea and I would both agree that we're you know, heading in the direction we wanted to. It may not be exactly what we thought it was going to be and it may not be exactly you know, monetarily to the level that we want, but we are growing each month and that's always a sign uh, that you're doing the right thing. And so um, I just kind of want to give you guys some advice, some tips on some things that we we did and didn't do and, and how that affected us. And maybe that'll help you guys uh, who are getting ready to build your brand, build your physical space, build your online presence, whatever it may be. And uh, hopefully you get something out of it. So one of the things that we, um, the biggest thing, the biggest obstacle we had when we started our business was how to start. Do we go big with a really nice facility, brand new equipment, and kind of wow people with like, oh, cool, this is awesome. And, or do we start small and, and build up our clientele? And as we get more and more, um, um, clients, we can slowly add more equipment, get a bigger space, do all these things. And what's really the best solution? And, and I think there is no right or wrong answer here, but let me tell you the right or wrong answers for your situation, because I think there is right and wrong scenarios per your situation. So for example, the the tendency to want to go big and go home is to, to get the attention. Say, they've got nice equipment, super clean, ultra modern, look at this, so cool. And that, that will attract a lot of attention. And again, you have to know who your audience is. And that, that I'm going to assume you do know if you're getting ready to open your business. You're going to know who you're going after. Our goal was to go after athletes and then have some personal training on the side as well. And train those personal trainer clients like athletes. So we wanted a facility that looked like your 
typical strength and conditioning place um, in a college setting or pro setting or something like that. And I think we accomplished that. And we're very proud of the look. And we're very proud of what we've done. But we did make the decision to go big in the beginning because we didn't feel that our market, who was primarily, at least in the beginning, what we thought was going to be primarily high school athletes, we didn't know if setting up shop in a warehouse district where we could have saved money on rent would have been the best option because mom and dad might still be driving or mom and dad might be the ones um, getting online to look and pay the money. And if it didn't look nice and slick, are they really going to send their kids there? Sketchy part of town, maybe, or or whatever. We thought the look was going to help us, and, and it did, and it did. And I think it was a good decision for what we were after. Um, one thing we realized later, uh, probably about six months into our business, was that most of the teams that wanted us to train them, and we were able to land some of these teams, wanted us to come to them, and which was fine. It wasn't in our original business model. Um, financially, it was it was actually probably more beneficial to go there because it wasn't taking up space or time in our physical space in our building, but it took one of us or sometimes both of us away from the gym. But we made that decision to 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 go to teams, and what that did was that then we started to take a hard look at well, we don't need this ginormous space to do mostly one-on-one uh, -on -one training with a few open gym people coming in. But we loved our space and we kept it for a little while. And, and uh, one of the things was, you know, when we had the opportunity to move to the building we're in now, the move was made more strategically than, than financially based. Um, we were running out of parking spaces on downtown Main Street. Um, we didn't have any assigned spaces to us so it, and during the baseball season it got really bad so this was more of a you know logistical switch uh, to come to this building than anything but we realized that since we the teams we were training we were going to them rather than they were coming to us we didn't need that giant space um, but in the beginning we made that decision based on what we, who we were trying to attract so if you're trying to attract a crowd of young you know, young professionals, maybe singles who are, you know, really uh, looking for more bodybuilding style stuff, which is, again, totally fine. Then, you know, your your aesthetic of your gym probably has a lot to do with it. Um, there's a gym here in town, Core 24, that I think sets themselves up nicely for that. They have a target audience, and I think they do well hitting their target audience. Um, and, and again, that may not be the kind of gym you want to work out at. And that's fine. Um, you might want something more strength conditioning based rather than um, something that's set up for more powerlifting or, or bodybuilding or, or whatever. Um, and that's fine. There's, there's something for everybody. So if you're getting ready to start your business, you really got to think about who your audience is. And that should help you determine what space you want to go into. So if I were to do it all over again, knowing what I know now, I probably would have started with a smaller building um, and when we marketed our team training, we would have marketed going to your team or coming to you sooner. Um, and again, that's hindsight. So 
I we can't do anything about that. We were able to adapt and, and overcome. And there are going to be things that your business may not be able to foresee, and you just have to kind of experience and grow from there. But again, the best advice I can give you is do the research. Um, I think one thing that would have helped us out, and it was uh, you, if you call it a mistake, that's fine. In our research, we kind of looked at you know how many teams were around and how many people we would need, and we based it you know just on numbers. What we didn't do was look into how the teams are budgeted in the school district. In other words, would the schools even pay for this, or would this all have to come from mom and dads, you know, kind of banded together and get a whole team in there? And that's really what we realized needed to be done because whole teams. Um, from, say, Greenville High School or JL Man or any of those, rarely would happen because each team has their own budget, which is set by the school district, and then they can use it for however they want. And a lot of it's used with travel or new uniforms. And when they have a weight room at their school, paying for outside strength and conditioning was not something that was needed in their budget, but definitely not something that was viewed as worth it to spend on. And there are some schools that have either a parent or a coach or a teacher that is trained in, in weightlifting and strength conditioning and can do that at a very cheap cost. And so that's something that a lot of people, a lot of schools just didn't see as necessary. Now, had we known that going into it, we may have opted for a smaller building or a different location um, and not worried about the appearance as much. And again, that's something that we learned. We probably, that's the one area of research we probably were lacking on. And again, the good news is we were still able to land those contracts. We were still able to train those people, but we realized going to them, going to where they are uh, was way more financially viable for them and ultimately, uh, that's the way we got in front of the athletes that we train. And so, again, that's something we learned a few months into the, into the game, but would have been very helpful and probably would have changed the look of our gym um, from the beginning in, in terms of some of the equipment we would have or wouldn't have bought. Because we still want to train people athletically. That wouldn't have changed our philosophy. But we may not have needed all the squat racks we had. We could have maybe had two uh, squat racks and bought maybe a leg press or a pull down or a pulley system. You know, something that might be a little bit more useful with our general personal training clients, who, which with whom we have more of inside the building, right? Because when we have single athletes coming in at a time in the building, one squat rack is enough or two is enough. So again, that would have changed maybe our business model a little bit. And that's something that could have been solved by a little bit more in-depth research into our target audience. So again, that's just a helpful tip, something I wish we had done, something I wish I had done before we opened the business. Um, one of the things that I think is extremely helpful to think about when you are getting ready to open your business is having a three to five year plan. And I know people always say that you gotta you gotta plan for the future, but I think it's very. Um, I don't think it happens as often as it should, and I think what people do more often than not is think about um, what, how much business do I need to do, and what do I need to charge 
to you know pay my bills and pay my rent, but also have an income for myself. And although you need you need an income for yourself because you have food and bills and kids and all that other stuff, maybe. And obviously that costs money. And so I think what you need to realize or or what you have to think about is you can take a salary and you can draw a certain income from your business and be comfortable and live like that. And that's fine. But if that is impeding the growth of your business, is that really the best option? And so one thing that Chelsea and I did somewhat inadvertently, it was not necessarily a conscious decision at first. It, it became became very deliberate, but we we took our money that the gym made and reinvested, bought more shirts um, and, you know, uh, bought more equipment and tried to add things to the business uh, and, and put things into the business. Um, you know, a lot of the social media stuff like the paid advertising, you know, those sorts of things, uh, the um, doing the podcast and, and uh, YouTube, which again, a lot of that's you can do for free, but we've bought new microphones. I have a recording studio that I'm, you know, using currently. And, and, and a lot of that stuff we didn't have to have, but we thought would be good to increase the quality of what we're trying to do. Um, but we're reinvesting into our business to grow, meaning we're not taking as much of a salary home as we probably could. But, you know, we also have to you know, ensure that our business stays growing. Now, if you if you read any financial or, or entrepreneurial um, guru or, or business expert, they will tell you to invest in your business first before you start taking a big salary for yourself. And I can't agree more. And it's something that we, again, we did in the beginning because we had that three to five year vision from the get go. So that was built into our plan, not not necessarily realizing that that was a um, a good business strategy. We just thought, well, look, we want to do all of these cool things. We know we can't do all of these cool things year one. So we need to have, okay, our goal is to do this by year two and this by year three and this by year four. So here we are two weeks away from our three-year anniversary, something we're extremely proud of. And we're getting ready to spend a lot of money on some facility improvements, uh, new equipment, um, our outdoor space is finally coming. Um, there's a lot of things that we've wanted to do and you know, we're, we're able to do that. We're able to put the money back into our business to keep it growing, to keep our vision alive. But having that three to five year plan helps you stay focused and helps you allocate your money, save your money where, when needed to be able to buy and do the things that you want to do on a, on a larger scale. And so from the biggest, just macro level planning, if you know your audience and you research your audience very, very well before you open your business, that will help make the decision of, do I start small in my house and train one or two people and grow from there? Cause I can save a lot of money that way and I can, um, you know, pay my bills, but I can also save money because my overhead's low and grow from that angle. Or do I either go secure a loan and, and go big, hoping that just the visibility and the cool um, look will bring people in? 
Um, I think we adapted and overcame very quickly, um, realizing we weren't going to get a lot of full teams in the gym. Uh, so we, we quickly adapted to go to them and that financially helped us out. But again, we didn't need as giant of a space as we did. So when parking became a problem and we wanted to make a, a, a switch, we were able to do so. But again, now that, that, that took having a plan and a vision ahead of time and knowing who our audience was so we could adapt rather than just keep trying and keep trying and keep trying with the huge overhead of that building and then not being able to make it. And so that plan is again, what, what helped us And the, 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 um, the one thing we could have done differently was again, look at how those teams are funded in the first place. That would have probably changed our location from the get go. But you know, that's hindsight, right? And that's why I'm telling you guys so that you guys don't make that same mistake. Um, we were very fortunate to, to overcome that. And then again, reinvesting in yourself. That's the other thing. Like I said, having a good plan, a good business plan, knowing your audience will help you make the decisions of how big to start, what equipment you need, and then reinvesting as you grow. And you reinvest by having a plan, having a strategic plan. Um, and on a quick little aside, the last thing I'll mention is <laughs> just, just again, some advice. Don't tell your members what you're planning on doing. You can say things are coming. You can say these are some of the things we're looking at doing in the future. Um, and you know, you'll get some response, oh, that'd be cool, or you may, they may not care about it or whatever. But one mistake we made was when we moved into this building, we, we, uh, we were so excited at the possibility of having an outdoor exercise space that we started talking about it right away. And here we are a year and a half into it and we're, we're, we're getting ready in the next month to, to actually build it. Um, it's been a lot of people said, when are you going to build it? When are you going to build it? And that's been a source of frustration. And that was our doing, right? Because we, we hinted at, hinted at doing it before we really had secured, not just the funds to do it, but, um, the timing and, and making sure it was the right move at the right time. You know, we, we always knew it's something we wanted to do when we came to this building, but right away may not have been the best time to do it. We wouldn't have been able to handle the, the potential growth that that it should bring. We are now, and that's why we're doing it now. So anyhow, hopefully these couple little things um, seem basic, but they're, they're mistakes that I've seen a lot of people make and uh, some questions that I see a lot of people struggle with as to when they start their business, whether to go big in the beginning or to give themselves a little bit of um, time to slowly build their clientele and add to it. Um, last, last thing here, um, one of my mentors, uh, Chad Richards and his wife, uh, Laura, they own Next Level Sports Performance, where I worked for a year um, back in 2015. Um, they did just that. They started small and they, they built, they had another unique strategy on how to, how to secure some, some income in the beginning, which I won't go into now, but, um, they, they were able to grow. And then as they grew, they added equipment, they added, um, the bigger space and they, they've been able to take small steps forward. They weren't you know, going out and buying the latest and greatest everything and hoping that if you build it, they will come. They were building 
a good solid base to support themselves on. And once they were level there, then they leveled up what they were offering and so on and so forth. And I think that uh, was a very inspirational to me. And, and I think Chelsea's experience with um, SSP back in Orlando, where she trained uh, as an intern and where she worked out as an athlete in high school and junior high, uh, she really saw them grow in that fashion as well. And so um, that's what we're trying to do. And hopefully this has been helpful. Talk to you soon.